Holy shit. Holy shit. She loves me. She loves me. But she's... She's Fishboy's daughter, right? Eh, I can take him. He's a pussy. I must start pursuing her. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. That's what I'm supposed to do. What's happening, everybody? Ah, hit the wrong little uh, tab there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Monday, February 7th. How's everybody doing? Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Everything, all that stuff right there. That's great. So you guys are doing good. Who's out there, huh? How we doing today? Ah, what would it take for the public perception of DC to be better? Yeah. Good movies! <laughs> Still in the fan now? Yeah, what are we talking about? going on, Abel? How's it going, buddy? Uh, you definitely did. We'll talk about that a little bit, too. Uh, I heard IMAX is doing an early screen. Yes, they are. That helps. That definitely does help, right? What's going on, Jose? Yeah, everybody's going to be uh, getting those tickets tomorrow, right? Boycott the Batman. <laughs> Boycott the Batman or Full Frontal. Hey, you can't have both. I'm sorry. Sorry there, darling. I'm sorry there. What's going on, Tyler? Mr. Eric right there. Actually, that was more 90s. It was supposed to be more of a 90s song right there. Still works. Going on, Nicotina. Fear Jason is here. Yeah. hi to each other. Hello, darling. All right. Yeah, we got yeah, something going on there. Captain Gator Girl. What's going on there? We are Venom. How's it going? Ryan is here. Always good to see you. JD, what is up? Pretty good, doing pretty good. Right, he was back. He was back. Yeah, couldn't pass up that. He might, I mean, you might see him throughout this week. I'm just saying, you might. You might see him throughout this week. Absolutely. That's right. Hey, there's a Mama Film Junkie right there. Always good to see you, Mom. Okay, who else is here? Man, so many things. Hold on. Here we go. Sorry, this thing jumps. I don't know why it does why it does that, but it does do that. Rams all the way. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Everybody's saying hi to each other. We got Jesse. What's up, Jesse? And Lakazoo's here too. Yeah. Starting soon. Music always reminds you. Yeah, there you go. That's what yeah. It's more of like a nine it was more like a nine inch nails type of ah. let's see. Whoa, what the hell just happened? Oh, that was weird. Was that not even popping up, man? Ah, there you go. That was weird. I don't know. Had a little glitch. Anyways, yes. uh, Had all that. Let's see. Sorry. A little glitch in the Matrix, in the Film Junkie Matrix happening right now. So I don't even know. Was anything even popping up? Probably not. Probably not. But I was saying hi to you guys anyways. So anyways. All right. So let's see. Let's go all the way up here. Thank you, Mr. Juice. Boxer for becoming a new member. Thank you, sir. 
you're awesome. And if you want to become a new member, hit that hit that join button. Do all that. So, you know, why not? And we got Chuntz right here. So you reach her? No, I have not. Garza 2.0, hot and good. Oh, wow. Garza 2.0. I don't know if, if Garza is as big as, um, oh, what's his name? That dude is fucking jacked. But, hey, maybe Garza is. I don't know. Haven't seen him in a bit. What's going on, Stephanie? We got Mark here. Good to see you. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? We got Rhea here all as well. Uh, we got Miss Rosemary also. Good to see you. Who else we got? Everybody kind of coming in. We got Resident Justice right here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody just filing in right now on three. We'll do 500 to 600, huh? That's what you're predicting. Eh? Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, you can see, yeah, George Clooney. Well, yeah, I was trying to fit all the posters on the thumbnail. So, yeah, George Clooney's name is, like, right there. Hey, no George Clooney slander right here. Yeah, I know. I kind of miss him as Hawk, too, but, yeah. He's uh, apparently killing it over there, being uh, Mr. J- Jack Reacher right there. So good. Advice on starting a new, uh, on starting a movie review channel. Turn on the camera, turn on the microphone, and just do it. I mean, that's all I could really say. Trial and error. You know, I'm still learning things every day. And by the way, of course, I have my Monday wine right here. So cheers, everybody. But yeah, Joey, just turn on, just turn it on. And see what happens. You know, if you go back to my first videos or even videos, not even my first videos. I mean, they, they just you just keep improving, improving, trial and error, trial and error and everything. So, you know, I mean, fortunately, the uh, the market is very saturated when it comes to this. So, you know, you just got to really just uh, become a unique voice, try to become a unique voice. So, you know, so we'll see. Hey, what's going on, James? James, let's get nuts. You finished Reacher? Oh, yeah, a lot of people talking about Reacher. Well, it just got announced for season two, so apparently it's good. Apparently it's good. So there you go. Yeah, $600 million is too low. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to the Batman, but we'll be talking about that. Of course, these are the four main topics that are happening right here. We'll talk about the Batman. We'll talk about Roadshow. Um, yeah. We'll talk about them suing Warner Brothers, and then we'll talk about Fight Club, and then, of course, the box office, which wasn't good for Mr. Roland Emmerich. <laughs> That's for damn sure. So, yeah. I mean, so next time, you know, just, uh, 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 I don't know about that. Yeah, when he, when he made comments about what's happening in the, uh, the film industry, which, you know, you kind of agree a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, dude, the movies you're making, though? I don't know. I don't know about those. Anyways, guys. Let's get the tweets going here. Should have had that already set up and ready to go. I always forget that Monday there's always like a lot that's happening. Always a lot we have to go over over the weekend and stuff like that. Let's see, where's a good place to start? Um, let's keep going, keep going. Man, a lot of tweeting, a lot of tweeting. Hold on. Let's see, we got that. Hold on, hold on. Funko Pops, all that. Man. I almost was successful by getting some Batman Funko Pops, but not quite. Not quite. All right. Where's a good place to start? I think that's probably a good place to start, but it's just so much. So much. All right. We'll start right here because this is just beautiful marketing, especially since it's the main topic. Anyways, go to the tweets. Oh, shit. Whoops. Oh, man. I'm just having all kinds of glitches today. Turn that off. I turned hit the wrong freaking thing again it's monday guys i didn't get that good of sleep last night so here we go 
now we're back. Here we go. So over here in Germany right here, uh, this promo for the Batman. This is actually quite beautiful because right there in the middle, there's a body that is <laughs> taped up right in the middle of that thing. How beautiful is that thing right there? How beautiful is that? Jeez. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, the marketing is been pretty stellar when it comes to the Batman, I tell you. That's why I'm like, you know what? This movie could could end up being the most successful, but then there's still the pandemic and stuff. We got Ben Affleck and, uh, well, speaking of Batman, we got two Batman right here. We got Clooney, Affleck, looking over like a little bit of a playback for uh, the Tender Bar right there, which if you haven't seen the Tender Bar, do yourself a favor. Do watch it. And then, of course, hopefully you guys checked out the uh, the Vodka stream on Friday. A really great conversation with John Roca. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be coming back soon. And uh, I think we'll be, you know, hopefully I'll go on some of his streams. I don't know. I had a really great conversation talking to uh, talking to him. But yeah, here, yeah. But it was just a really good conversation. Go check that out. But yeah, there's a close up right there. There's literally they have a body right there. Oh, it's so cool. And then we got Batfleck right there in Justice League. This is a pretty cool behind-the-scenes image right here from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> well, we all know what happens to... Um, we all know what happens. We all know what happens to Mr. Uh, Django Fett right there. So that's just kind of funny. Uh, you know they're going to bring Mace Windu back. You know that's going to end up happening. It just is. Yeah. Ah, hey, look at that Aaron Bailey. You know, putting a little Force Ghost Anakin right there right next to young Luke. Which, man, I'll tell you what, stellar. And then look what I got this weekend, guys. Batman merch. I went to Hot Topic, and they had, a, you know, they had a bunch of Batman shirts, the Batman shirts. So I picked up these two right here. Um, so if you have, you know, if you have a mall, Hot Topic in the mall, yeah, they have Batman merch, the Batman merch. Or you can go online. Or you can go online and, uh, you know, go on Amazon. They have of course, a bunch of uh, merch right there. I provided some links down below if you want to check that out, even for the prelude comic book that's supposed to be coming out. If you guys haven't checked that out, if you haven't ordered yours yet, then cool. Look at this shot right here. God, that's a beautiful shot. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful right there. Make The Amazing Spider-Man 3, please. I want to see more Garfield. That's just a beautiful shot. Um... Uh, this person right here, this uh, Nick guy, he brings up a good point. Still can't believe the incredible shape Robert Pattinson got in for the Batman. This is what a healthy muscle looks like. Not bulky, not dehydrated, overdone. He looks exactly how Bruce Wayne will look. Yeah, I know some people are being like, yeah, look at that. Well, why, why is his abs not more defined? Why is his abs not more defined? What's going on with this? You know, it's not like Hugh Jackman level or something like that. It's like, yeah, because... We've talked about that, how Hugh Jackman and some other people, they'll time. They're like, all right, when am I going to have my shirtless scene? And they'll fucking fast. They'll dehydrate. They'll do everything to make the, the muscles just kind of pop out more. But, you know, they're not going to do that here. It's like, all right, he's got some definition. He's got, you know, he bulked up a little bit. There you go. That's all we needed right there for this Batman. I know some people are like, nope, nope, not enough. It's not enough. Sorry, it's not enough. And I'm just kind of going, well... Um, you know, why are you saying that? Because as you eat your, as you take a bite out of your, 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 uh, Jack in the box taco, <laughs> it's not enough, man. I can't see his abs. Good enough. <laughs> you know, but I think he's a, you know, it's a good build. They're not trying to just like go for the whole, like, eh. we're trying to get to the whole, like, eh, suck it in. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. It's like, geez. 
Yeah, I'm Robert Pattinson, asshole. I didn't do that. But I thought, yeah, when it was finally we saw this shot, I was like, yeah, it's looking pretty good. It's good to me, you know? I mean, you know what's funny, too, is like when Christian Bale got Batman, I mean, yeah, Batman Begins, he freaking bulked up and then trimmed out. But then if you watch Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, you really don't have a shirtless shot, and he's leaner. He's a lot skinnier, actually. He's not as bulked up. In Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns, if you watch that, he's actually he's actually skinnier, which is funny. So everybody talking about that. And then, of course, you could just obviously you look at Keaton. You look at Clooney. You look at, you know, Kilmer. They, you know, it was always funny. It was like it was never like a big, huge thing to just be like super jacked and ripped when it came to playing uh, superheroes. It was mainly just like, hey, you know, as long as you have some shoulders, you got some definition, you're good. You know, but now everybody's like, you have to be like fucking Hugh Jackman now. And, and like, I don't even understand that. So I think he's fine. Uh, I think he's fine. But I, I actually like the fact that they're not going for that kind of look. So everybody shut up. Shut up as you eat, as you grab some more French fries. Anyways, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan official posted this right here. Look at that. We got Aquaman, Dr. Fate. I'm not sure who this guy is, but they were hanging out together. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Alex Ross showing a little pencil drawing of the of uh, Justice League right here. Big time. Yes, right. Justice League of America. And then, of course, we have a we had a new. Um... Oh, hold on. I got to put that in. It's not just a call. It's not just a call. Mm. Motion poster. Beautiful. It's a warning. Got to love it. Got to love it, man. Robert Pattinson is the Batman right here. Hey, we still got people trying to campaign for David Ayer to show up on the vodka stream, which I'm all for. Hey, you know, you know me. I want to I would love to talk to uh, Mr. Ayer. So hopefully it'll happen down the road. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, like I said, it's always been out there. So. Um, so yeah, people are still, uh, campaigning like that. And Hey, I say, do it. If you guys want to, I don't want to like uh, annoy the shit out of them. I don't want to annoy air like, you know, big time, but you know, I do appreciate the, uh, the support for getting them on the vodka stream. It definitely would be a fun conversation. I thought this was pretty hilarious right here. Batman dealing with peacemaker. Good stuff. It's a good edit. It's a good edit. We'll talk about that. Of course. Yep. Got the, uh, Hey, we got a jumbo Funko pop right here for the Batman. But yeah, you can start getting your Funko Pops. I got to find those Funko Pops. Oh, here we go, guys. Can we stop? Can we stop? Okay, can we just stop with all this right here? But, you know, and this is a and this is sad that this this MCU source they have 20 they have almost 27,000 followers and they're posting bullshit like this. Breaking an official leaked photos of Tom Cruise on the set of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. First off, breaking official leaked. Officially leaked. That's a, what is that, an oxymoron? Uh, fuck off. There's not, no such thing as an official leaked photo, first off. And then it says, in official leaked photos. So the grammar's really bad. And uh, yeah, they're trying to pass this off as, oh, that's real. Sure, that's fucking real. Yeah, blurry. And then you got this right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks absolutely fucking real. Come on. Jesus Christ. Can we stop? Can we stop? That's why I said breaking exclusively official, officially leaked photos that have exclusively leaked official. Exclusive. Stop it. Stop it. Can we stop? Yeah, I know. It's so legit, right? 
Oh, man. But you see this shit a lot, man. It's, it's getting worse. It is getting worse. There's a lot of BS out there, and it sucks that, I don't know, were they joking around? Is this what they do? I mean, obviously, they have, like, somewhat of a following. I kind of wonder how many fake fucking followers those are, like, there, if you run that t- test. But uh, this, this bullshit needs to stop. This bullshit needs to stop. Okay? I mean, yes, there is, there is rumors that Tom Cruise is going to show up. I think that wouldn't be that great. To be honest, I think that'd be, I don't know if I would like him to show up as, you know, a a variant of Tony Stark. To me, that would seem, remember the beginning of uh, Austin Powers Gold Member? That would remind me of that. If you, you know, that would just totally take me out. It would remind me of the opening of Austin Powers 3, I think it was. Or was it The Spy Who Shagged Me? I think it was Gold Member, where they had the opening and it was Tom Cruise that was playing Austin Powers and Kevin Spacey was playing Dr. Evil, which is funny. Um, Yeah, so just... Please just stop. No, no, we don't need that. I hope that's not going to be the case. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? And then look at this. Look at this smooth freaking transition right there. So beautiful. Another smooth gif right there between between the Batman and Batman or Superman. Love it. Smooth gif, man. Smooth, smooth. We got some promotional tins right here, which look awesome when it comes to the Batman. I would love me one of these tins. That'd be sweet. We got a cool poster right here, drawn poster of a uh, of Michael Keaton right here from uh, yeah Batman, Batman Returns right there. Let's see, keep going, and then right here, guys, NAFCA, the 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 national what 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 are they called again? The uh, North American Film Critic Association Awards. Uh, they had their little awards uh, stream. Last night, I believe it was, right? Now, last night in uh, Best Streaming Movie, it was Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, congratulations. Another win. Zack Snyder's Justice League being um, being the uh, the most, they're, they're, in their eyes, the best streaming movie of last year. And then, uh, yeah, the Razzies are in, guys. The Razzies are in. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to talk about the Razzies. Like, the Razzies are dumb, you know, because especially when you have... You have Jared Leto that's that might be actually nominated for an Academy Award, also nominated for a Razzie for his performance in House of Gucci, which is weird. Um, ben Affleck got a Razzie nomination for The Last Duel, which is dumb because I thought he a lot of people were praising his performance. Uh, I don't think it was, it was not bad at all. But apparently when it comes to Bruce Willis, he just uh, he. <laughs> Bruce Willis, how many fucking movies? All right, so worst performance by Bruce Willis in 2001. He had eight movies. Is that what I'm seeing here? Eight fucking movies. Siege, Apex, Cosmic Sin, Deadlock, Fortress, Midnight in uh, the Switchgrass, Out of Death, Survive the Game. What happened, Bruce? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm assuming that he was in so many movies because, well, a, they probably took like two weeks to shoot each one of them because all these went directly to video. All these are B-roll fucking movies. But man, I mean, why is uh, Bruce Willis, why are you doing so many B-roll movies that are just you doing the same shit over and over and over again? I mean, this all might be a this all this all could just be a franchise right here. Right. I mean, I don't know if anybody could even really tell the difference, you know, could anybody even tell the difference? It's like, well, you know, in some roles, he's a. Uh, bald completely in some roles he has some of his hair growing in so he's not completely bald i don't know man but uh jesus christ bruce willis takes the cake right there when it comes to these razzies i don't know man 
I'm just like, all right, Bruce. I mean, whatever gets you to, you know, get the bills paid. But, you know, you know what movie I watched last night? I watched Hudson Hawk last night. That was on Netflix after I watched uh, The Woman in the Window Across from the Other, whatever the hell it's called, which I'm totally ready for season two because I still want to know what the fuck that series is. Is it supposed to be a spoof? Is it not a spoof? I don't know. It very much is. But then I ended up watching Hudson Hawk, which... And I totally didn't even realize same director who directed Hudson Hawk also directed this this show with Kristen Bell and Kristen Bell knocked it out, by the way. But, yeah, I binge watched the woman across the street from the blah. I can't even remember the title. It's a long title, which and I'm still trying to wonder, like, is it a spoof? I mean, it, 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 I mean, it very much feels like a spoof. And then sometimes it feels like it's serious. I think that's what I love about it is the fact that it's not supposed to be serious, but it does have it does like teeter totter. There's like a balance with it. So, but it was just so happens. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Hudson Hawk in probably like, I don't know, decades. And I put it on, not realizing same director. It's like in the cosmos, man. Same director as who directed the, that new series. But I'm ready for season two. That's for damn sure. But congratulations to um, Bruce Willis for knocking out. You know, he's the goat, man. The goat of the Razzies, apparently. So. Good on him. yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Then we got this right here. This is, uh, we got a little display right here. So can somebody tell me why, why the Batman statue has a big, huge fucking collar? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to take on the Riddler. Uh, 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 uh. You know, I mean, what is he, I mean, Jesus, is he going to suck somebody's blood? Looking like a fucking vampire. That's right. Come with me, Selena Kyle. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, Jesus Christ. That is one big collar. They kind of went a little ridiculous on that collar. Relax. Relax with that. Jeez. Tell ya. Uh, and then according to, uh, according to a crew member from uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, they tweeted this message or posted this message. Bah, ha, 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 ha. Wait until you see the next trailer. So apparently it's going to be bonkers. Probably show some shit, but uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. And then some more uh, promo art right here when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, Doctor Strange. We see like the different, you know, we're going to get some variants, of course, of Mr. Strange right there. And happy two year. I mean, Jesus Christ, two year anniversary to Birds of Prey. This is crazy because this movie came out right before we hit that pandemic, man. And we're still in it. Of course, we're still in it. But hey, what could he do? But yeah. Birds of Prey came out on this date in 20, uh, 2020, so there you go. And I know it's a, there's a bit of a discourse out there when it comes to Birds of Prey. There's things I like about it. There's things I can't stand about it. Um, you know, it's kind of like I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but, you know, it just it has some issues. But I blame the studio. I do blame the studio. This is a cool Batman poster right here with all the Batmen. Got to love that. That's right. All that fucking full nipple right there on Clooney. Gotta love that. Charlie Cox, he hopes, uh, this is his quote right here about playing Daredevil again. He said, I hope, I don't want to sound greedy, but I hope I get to do loads more. I hope I get to be involved way, way more for many years. I hope it never ends. Uh, we hope that too. We love you as, uh, as uh, Mr. Murdoch, man. So hopefully that is the case. Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be uh, joining the uh, the Disney Plus series, the National Treasure sequel series. So that's going to be cool. Nothing wrong with uh, seeing her. She's still 
There's Catwoman right there. Hey, release that air cut. So, you know, let's let's uh that's a good shot of uh, Harley Quinn right there looking at her um, Harley Quinn Boom Boom shorts, her little undies right there. Awesome stuff. And then somebody, somebody, this is brilliant right here. I'm sorry. This is so fucking brilliant. But somebody made a flip book or a pop-out book of popular gifts that people use like crazy. This is awesome. I mean, this is, this is, this is where, you know, again, when the internet wins. So paperpaul.com. Fucking totally just you could buy you could buy a physical copy pop up of your favorite GIF right here. And it's so great. Brilliant. Absolutely freaking brilliant right there. So good on him. I just hope he has a licensing for using some of these images <laughs> and selling them. But yeah, I mean, how, how freaking beautiful is that, man? Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. And check this out, guys. So this is why Bill. This is why Bill Murray's the man right here. Bill Murray's the man. Always look at this shit. You watch this. this. You watch this. Bam! Go on, go on. No look ah, behind the back. This Bill Murray. Bill Murray right there, man. You see that shit? <laughs> Fucking smooth was that. Always oh, makes a highlight for you us. Watch this. You watch this. Go on, go right on. in the hole. Of course it is. Boom! It's Bill Murray. Bill Murray's the man. Bill Murray's the man. <laughs> The cock toss gets me every time. Guys, <laughs> living the dream. Something's gonna happen. That's freaking awesome right there, man. You gotta love that guy. Gotta love him. We got that. Um, yeah, we got the IMAX stuff, which we'll talk about. Uh, Matt Reeves talked about. It. We got this new IMAX type poster, which like very cool, kind of retro a little bit. And maybe there's something hiding in in all this stuff right here. But yeah, we got this new IMAX poster right here, which I love and I want. Looks great. So yeah, Matt Reeves posted that. We got Dane DeHaan. He's joining the Oppenheimer movie, the Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer movie. So he joins Robert Downey Jr., Killian Murphy, uh, Emily Blunt, Florence Pew, 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 and Matt Damon in um, Oppenheimer. So yeah, Dane DeHaan. I haven't really heard much from him since that one movie. Uh oh. <laughs> so apparently um, Lionsgate is going to be making a Michael Jackson biopic called Michael. The biopic is being made with the blessing of Michael Jackson's estate. So, gee, I wonder if they're going to leave anything out. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, they could leave some stuff out and just kind of show his career. But that's going to be interesting. Didn't they already kind of try to do something like some kind of biopic? Um, you know, hey, power to whoever gets cast as Michael Jackson in this movie. But my God, at that that. That's going to be a difficult task. I think uh, when it comes to biopics, it's going to be one of the most difficult ones to kind of pull off, especially with other things when it comes to all that. I don't know. There's just, um, it's just, yeah, power to whoever um, gets cast as that. But that's the way I kind of felt when I was uh, reading that. Holy shit. Warner Brothers is uh, looking to develop a live action series based on Edge of Tomorrow. Why not? Just keep on, you know, expand it. I don't know how you can. I'm still waiting on what's going on with the sequel. But if they want to make a series about it, sure. Put it on HBO Max. Why not? Why not? I know. Who's going to play MJ? I have no idea. I have no idea who's going to play MJ. Thank you for your Jason for that little gift right there. David Aaron, the vodka stream. Hey, let's talk humor. The Batman. It's going to have some humor in it. Of course. 
even though it looks all serious. Matt Reeves says the humor is quite present in the Batman. It was therefore necessary to take it very, very seriously on a psychological level, but that doesn't mean the film is devoid of humor. When Robert and I were talking about the role, we were aware there was something absurd about being Batman because you wear a suit and do to do this, and the humor of the film, which is actually quite present, comes from there. When we were reading the script, Robert pointed out to me that the humor comes from the fact Batman has precisely no sense of humor, which is good. Matt Reeves doesn't understand Batman. And that's uh, exactly it. He is very invested and, and serious in what he does. He does not say things with irony, so humor comes from the discrepancy between what he says and does and the absurdity of certain situations. I like it. Good. Got to have that subtle humor. Ah, here we go, guys. <laughs> Look respectfully. Look respectfully, please. All right? But, uh, yeah, Sophia... Patella is uh, continuing her workouts and posting, um, um, you know, posting stuff on her social media. Just saying, just working out, uh, doing some stretchies, doing whatever she is right doing right there. The angle, the angle, the angle. Wow. Yeah. So uh, there you go. If you're not following her, yeah, looking very respectfully, please. Please, it's very hard. Thirst trap like a motherfucker, am I right? My God. Ah, anyways, where are we? Okay, here's Toby Maguire wishing uh, this guy's family. For Benji. Hey, Benji, how's it going? Gavi. Say it again. Gavi. Gavi. Juan. Juan. Aura. Aura. And my whole motherfucking family. <laughs> my whole motherfucking family. <laughs> oh, ah, Toby Maguire. What a sweetheart. Gotta love that guy. Love him. And then here's another guy we love, too, Mr. Ray Porter, who's going to be going to the Middle East, man. So he posted this right here. My name is Ray Porter. I play Darkseid in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am so excited to be coming to the Middle East Film and Comic-Con from the 4th until the 6th of March. And on the 7th of March, I'll be in Dubai. Stop by, say hi, grab an autograph, take a photo. There you go. So anybody in those locations, you know, Speedy Comics, check it out. Check it out. Go say hi to Ray Porter. He is a hell of a dude. Love that guy. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad he's getting some more recognition. It seems like he's very excited about it. So that is cool. Good for Ray. Love that man. Love that man so much, man. Such a great dude. Such a great dude. Just like uh, Toby. Just like uh, all these guys, right? Such a great dude. All right. Let's get to the main topic at, uh, at hand here. Oops. Um, it's that one. All right, so let's talk about the Batman. So we have the the projections are in right now for the Batman, and uh, you know it's a it's a long range projections, and it's you know you know even with talking with some people and everything, um, I mean obviously the projections doesn't mean anything. There's been many times that there's been projections, and then a film doesn't reach that. Hello, Wonder Woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kinda. Um, no, but I think uh, yeah sometimes. It's interesting when, you know, projections happen because obviously they're looking at pre-sales, but we haven't even had any pre-sales yet when it comes to the Batman. But they, you know, they just look at everything. They look at the hype. They look at everything. And each individual theater has their own projections of what they're going to receive. And I guess that's where, like, some of these websites just kind of come in and go like, all right. So uh, here's the long, uh, let's see. 
Here's Box Office Pros. According to Box Office Pro right here, one of the cornerstones of comic book fandom uh, for almost 83 years, DC Comics' Kate Crusader has been the center of some of the film industry's most memorable moments and biggest box office impacts throughout the past four decades. It's 2022's uh, first uh, bona fide tentpole to hit the big screen. Matt Reeves, the Batman, is poised to join the, the club to reinvigorate the uh, theatrical marketplace when it debuts just four weeks from now. So it's breaking down the pros right here. Here are the pros to all this. Batman is inarguably one of the most valuable and reliable pop culture icons when it comes to the box office, evidenced by numerous blockbuster performances across multiple gener uh, generations of moviegoers and all that stuff, all the way to you know Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman. Advanced tracking, social activity, and trailer imprints for the Batman are the strongest of any release, excluding Spider-Man No Way Home since before the pandemic begins. So... It's right underneath Spider-Man when it comes to looking at the advanced tracking, social activity, and trailer imprints. So that's how they break it down right there. And it's just under. Just besides Spider-Man No Way Home, which, yeah, that movie was going to be ridiculous. There's no way anybody's passing that movie. It was way too huge. Huge. But it's right underneath that. Preliminary, uh, preliminary metrics align closely with Captain Marvel, which scored the third highest March opening in history with $153.4 million hairs uh, three years ago. More bullish models are also generating notable trend lines with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, $177.4 million in December, and Batman vs. Superman, $166 million in March 2016, which is also the record for a DC film. I heard it flopped! Anyways, 2017's Beauty uh, and the Beast remake bested the latter for what is the current March record, which is $174.8 million right there. So, not sure it's going to make that. It'd be awesome if it did, but I don't know if it's going to make that. As the current forecast ranges listed below, it would not be surprising for them to trend upward in the weeks ahead if pre-sales and reviews come out strong. As Warner Brothers... First theatrically uh, exclusive, exclusive tentpole since Tenant marketing is expected to fire on all cylinders. It already has. The marketing has been stellar, as we've seen. Another rebirth of the timeless comic book juggernaut is coupled with a new leading man in Robert Pattinson, an actor already well established in the minds of both fan followers and indie communities thanks to a diverse and widely praised early career resume. Good on Robert Pattinson. With a strong ensemble cast behind a gallery of familiar Batman mythos, characters good, bad, and everything in between, the commercial prospects of this film measure up to the type of A-list talent that has previously helped attract the most casual of Batman, casual Batman, what? And comic book fans from prior cinematic chapters, comic book films have clearly blah, blah, blah. We've seen all that. This will be uh, notably um, DC's first release since Wonder Woman 1984. That's crazy to think about. Young audiences and men of all ages have been at the heart of Rebounding box office hits over the past year, and the Batman will strongly pull from those bases. The presence of Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman and Pattinson's, and Pattinson's uh, own draw among young women could further expand interest for this film beyond the diehard. So, yeah, all those uh, girl boners out there for uh, Robert Pattinson, you know. After a slow winter box office that saw Spider-Man No Way Home carry its phenomenal run through January, virtually unchallenged other than by Scream and February Slate that looks to only modestly improve the status quo, pent-up 
Demand for the next theatrical event should be in full swing by early March, especially as the weather begins to turn warmer and expectations surrounding the pandemic hope to improve again. Yes, mandates are being lifted this month. You know, hopefully they stay lifted when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Moreover, a fairly light March slate allows plenty of runway for staying power and retention of premium format screens. Matt Reeves' involvement Itself is a point of strength as he writes and directs with a complete vision for where this Batman will go. Not unlike Nolan's previous approach, Reeves' previously campaign, of course, we talk about that. And then it says the cons, which, of course, is the runtime. Two hours and 55 minutes, the Batman's long runtime uh, could marginally limit, of course, showtimes per day. And that's always a, an issue when it comes to this. It is always an issue when it comes to this. And other, other cons say, like, uh, it appears a noir-fueled, gritty take on... Gotham City remains to be seen. His version of the character and the world around him, the line between the mainstream appeal of many comic book films versus the psychological nature and more violent aspects that could be off-putting to some parents and kids. Hey, come on. Your kids will be fine. Show them, okay? When I was like, you know, six or seven, I was watching Predator, Terminator, Aliens. It's okay. It's okay. The reboot of any major franchise character always comes with a built-in risk, of course, yes. Uh, we got that boycott happening, so that's going to... They didn't mention anything about the boycott? What? Nothing about the boycott? I thought that was huge. I thought that was absolutely huge. Uh, conversely, 2008's Dark Knight will still achieve greater than 3.3 times multiple uh, from opening weekends on the back of the sensational audience reception. So there you go. And, uh, you know, when it comes to... When it comes to whether it'll be the most successful Batman, I mean, I think a lot of us would like to see that. That'd be kind of cool if it was, uh, you know, if it did kind of challenge that. Do I think that it's going to be the most successful Batman? Probably not, just with all the stuff that's mentioned on that site right there. Yes, there's a lot of good pros, but there's also some cons. Still pandemic stuff happening. Uh, and, you know, there is the, the, the runtime, and then, of course, there is other aspects to it. But I really hope that people show up to this thing and just kind of blow the thing out of the water. It would be awesome if it did. But, of course, right now, when it comes to projections, what are we seeing right here? Hold on. Let me uh, – what were the actual – when it comes to projections, there were people, let's see, where were they breaking it down? Yeah, because I posted that video earlier, 135 to 185 million. That's what they're, that's the window right there, 135 to 185 million. This is just domestically too, by the way. That's not worldwide, not international. So that's, uh, that's what the projections are currently. Uh, not sure. Yeah, I know. Stephanie, I'm kind of with you on that. Is it going to beat Dark Knight? Dark Knight was something special. Heath Ledger, of course, that was like the big power horse with that. I still remember when that came out. I saw it like opening night, and then I saw it with friends again that weekend. And uh, every, you know, both of those screenings were full-on packed house. Uh, this one's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think it's it'll be up there with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. I mean, obviously, anything that has Batman in it does draw an audience. I mean, it does no matter what. Um, and then, of course, you get the, the second week drop, which that's sadly what happened when it came to Batman or Superman was uh, it did have a significant drop um, when it came to the second week. But hopefully, hopefully um, this will have legs. I mean, we kind of talked about this on the vodka stream, too, is just the legs. How much legs is this going to have when it comes to um, the run? And they even said right there on the website that, you know, the March slate, not too crowded. 
Not too crowded with a March slate, so it has the potential to have legs and legs and legs and legs throughout the, the month of March, and hopefully it does. So um, I don't think it's going to be the most successful. I just don't know if it's going to beat out Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. Is it going to reach a billion dollars? That's also the other question when it comes to that. Um, but I think it's going to get close. Now is it going to be Batman or Superman? That's going to be interesting, too. Will it be Batman or Superman? Which, of course, a lot of people said it flopped, it flopped, it flopped which is ridiculous uh, when people say that that movie flopped. Um, but then, you know, but then you got people over here in the Snyder fandom or the, you know, to potentially the Snyder fandom that are saying that this movie has to reach a billion dollars or else it's a flop. I, I mean, they're going to turn it just like these guys turned it back in 2016. You know, again, you know, some people in the fandom have turned into the very thing that we were rallying up against when this whole thing started. But, you know, it's just what happens. What did Harvey Dent say in Dark Knight? Yeah, we all know the line. That's exactly what these guys are turning into. And they're already I've already seen tweets where they said, like, if it doesn't make this much, it's going to be a flop. The good thing is $100 million production budget. Now, that doesn't include the marketing budget, which is probably tack on another $100 million plus. So obviously there's that. But, you know, generally the rule is... What does it have to make? It's about two, two and a half to three times the production budget. So you're looking at, you know, 300 million. It's going to definitely make that. It's going to make its money back. It's definitely going to be a hit. I, I, I am predicting I was, I think, what did I say? 600 to seven, maybe. I don't know. Now I'm starting to think that it might be higher. It might get up to past 800. I hope it gets close to a billion. I just don't know if it's actually going to hit a billion. I don't know what you guys are feeling like, but uh, I did run a, uh, a, a, a post, uh, uh, a, a poll, if you guys saw that on your, uh, on your YouTube right here. And I, I, I asked you guys, do you think the Batman will be the most successful Batman movie? And 66% out of almost 1,000 votes said yes. 34% said no. So people on YouTube, you're thinking that's going to be the most successful. I really hope it is. Remember, Begins made just a little over $300 million and was considered successful. Exactly. Well, it always helps when you have a small budget. That's why when I see these, uh, these dumbasses who, who are like talking about the budget being low and it's making it look cheap, I don't know how they're saying that this movie looks at all cheap. It doesn't look cheap at all. It looks like, it looks, I mean, the Batman looks like a movie that, that is using every every penny of that budget to make something noir noir gritty and just not too too crazy not too amplified not too anything like that matt reeves is really utilizing that budget to make it and the fact of the matter is that's going to make it more of a success i mean look at look at the joker what was that like a 70 million dollar budget 60 to 70 million dollar budget r rated it makes a billion dollars I think the Batman has potential to make a billion dollars. I really do. Now, is it going to beat the Dark Knight? Any of the Dark Knights? I don't know. It has potential, but then the pandemic thing always still, you know, there's always that. There's always that stupid fucking virus that is still out there and people are still not comfortable to uh, go see the movie. But then we have these fan screenings and IMAX screenings uh, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to uh, the Batman, which, of course, you, we could try to get our tickets tomorrow. And let me see right here. Let me pull up the website. Boop. Right here. All right. So here's the website right here. And hopefully you guys checked it out. I mean, there's pretty much uh, this is what was posted right here. Fan first premieres is going to be for March 1st at 7 
p.m. on certain times. I, I guess it's 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, so obviously they have all the different cities right here. So I'm sure you guys check this out already. Um, of course, the only California ones are all in L.A., which sucks because it is a pain in the ass to uh, drive into L.A. And there's, of course, San Diego. I could drive to San Diego if I wanted to. But the closest for me is L.A. So I'm kind of hoping I try to get something where I'm like either get a press screening or a screener. I don't know. I'm going to try to get some kind of early thing. But ah, who knows? But, yeah, they posted all this fan first screenings. That's going to be great. And then a free comic book with ticket purchase while supplies last. So you get a variant cover right there. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, so not too shabby. So hopefully you guys are checking that out. We'll see what happens when it comes to those uh, those fan screenings. But, yeah, I mean, it's very much up in the air on um, whether or not this uh, this movie is going to be the most successful movie. I mean, hopefully it will be. I hope it is. I'm rooting for it. I really am. I mean, obviously, if you compare them to the previous, you know, the 90s Batman movies, 89 Returns, Forever, Batman and Robin, I mean, you have to adjust for inflation. And, you know, those movies were successful. Maybe not Batman and Robin so much. But, you know, the other ones were pretty successful for the time. But, of course, you adjust for inflation, they don't still probably reach, they wouldn't reach where Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises is. And, uh, you know, so I, I, but I think just the word of mouth, people are hyped for it. People are, like, flooding the IMDb page, uh, talking to people. What I always love about talking about when it comes to the Batman, that people, that the everyday people, like friends or family that are not constantly talking about this shit like I do, like every day, like we do, is a fact of the matter is, it's like, I love it when they go, I always go, guess who's playing Penguin? And you, you give them the, the picture and they're like, I don't know who that fuck that is, Gandolfini, you know, like what? A, and you just go, that's Colin Farrell. And they get, their mind gets blown. Like, that's no, no way. And I'm like, yeah, it's Colin Farrell. They get, their minds always get blown when it comes to uh, that part of it. So then, of course, they get more like, wow, that does, you know, and you show them the trailer, like, holy shit, what the hell's happening here? So. It's all good, man. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. You're getting your ticket tomorrow? Do it. You need a new Deadpool? Dave is going to be on HBO Max after 40. It's going to be uh, It's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, 45 days, though. So we'll see. I, I, Mattia, I know you want it to flop. It's okay. I get it. I know you want it to flop, but, you know, I'm just, I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it, like, blows it out of the water. I hope it hit, hits a billion dollars um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to, now where we're at right now get people back you know getting comfortable going out to the movie theater and stuff like that that's what i want that's what i want the movie seems like a hitchcock film kind of does right um we'll all know in a month of how yeah it's exactly it's all about word of mouth and where it's all gonna land i mean we're gonna talk about the box office core course uh um later on and we're gonna see where like spider-man no way home is kind of you know it's already reclaimed the number one spot of course so but yeah so there you go um, I'm rooting for it. I, 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 I'm really hoping that it does beat out and becomes the most successful Batman movie. I really do. I really do. Rooting for Matt Reeves, rooting for uh, everybody involved. It seems like, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ. Matt Reeves has been working on this for like four years. I mean, and he's expanding the universe. Of course, I want it to be like the biggest you know, Batman movie ever. Being a Batman fan, of course, of course, of course. But, you know. Yeah, so not interested. Batfleck forever. Well, you know, we all love Batfleck, too. But, you know, a lot of us here are really interested. So, you know, 
you and Mattia can sit at home and not watch it, I guess. Who knows? Whatever you guys want to do, but it will be a hit, at least. Who knows how big of a hit, though? Anyways, all right. So let's talk about uh, Roadshow, Village Roadshow. So they were the, uh, I guess, like uh, they were working with uh, Warner Brothers when it come when it came to uh, releasing Matrix Resurrections, and now. <laughs> They are suing Warner Brothers. Jesus Christ. So, yes, Village Roadshow sues Warner Brothers over Matrix Resurrections release on HBO Max. Village Roadshow sued Warner Brothers on Monday, allegedly uh, that the studio sabotaged the theatrical release of The Matrix Resurrections in order to drive subscribers to HBO Max. The suit stems from Warner Brothers' controversial move to release its entire 2021 theatrical slate simultaneously on its streaming service, including Dune, The Suicide Squad, and King Richard. The studio ended up paying out millions of dollars to profit uh, participants to make up the lost box office revenue. Village Roadshow has a long-standing co-financing arrangement with the studio, which has included films like The Matrix Trilogy, Joker, and The Ocean Series. Yeah, the reason why, because Toby and some of those fucking assholes didn't have faith in the Joker. Uh, the suit alleges that Warner Brothers did not consult with or notify Village Roadshow before opting to put The Matrix Resurrections, the fourth installment of the franchise, on HBO Max. The film has grossed just $148 million in the box office to date, a fraction of the gross reaped by the three earlier films. The suit accuses Warner Brothers of deliberately harming the film's box office to prop up HBO Max at the expense of the future uh, viability of the franchise. And this is a quote right here from uh, the suit. It says, Warner Brothers' strategy not only ensured that The Matrix Resurrections would be a bust at the box office, but it also inflicted serious harm to the entire Matrix franchise. There can be no doubt that the abysmal theatrical box office sales figures for The Matrix Resurrections dilute the value of this tentpole franchise as a film's lack of profitability generally prevents studios from investing in additional sequels and uh, derivative films in the near term. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks because now it seems like we're not going to get anything more. But then at the same time, it's like, did we actually need more? But I will say, I didn't think The Matrix Resurrections was perfect. Not at all. I still enjoyed it. But yeah, it did have some issues, I will say. The suit states that Warner Brothers made acceptable accommodations with the film stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and with director Lana Wachowski. The suit also states that Warner Brothers came to the terms with uh, Legendary, the co-financer of Dune, but shut down negotiations with one of its long-term relationships, that is, with Village Roadshow. The date to date, Village Roadshow has received nothing, nothing from the HBO Max release of Matrix Resurrections. The suit states Village Roadshow notes that Warner Brothers delayed some of its woolly um, owned projects, the Batman and Black Adam into 2022. And and uh, uh, let's see. And we'll be giving giving them exclusive theatrical releases. The suit also cites the success of the exclusive theatrical release of Sony and Disney Spider-Man No Way Home, arguing that Warner Brothers simultaneous release strategy has not uh, necessitated, uh, was not necessitated by the uh, the pandemic. Yes, it was, but okay. 
The suit also states, due to po uh, poor box office results, Village Roadshow cannot make its con uh, contractually obligated payment to Warner Brothers, putting the company at risk of losing its rights to the film. The suit alleges that Warner Brothers has also been seeking to deprive the company of its rights of others, including Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Edge of Tomorrow. We just talked about Edge of Tomorrow in the series. In a statement, Warner Brothers said uh, it had brought an arboration uh, arbitration case against Village Roadshow. This is a frivolous attempt by Village Roadshow to avoid their contractual commitment to participate in the arbitration arbitration that we commenced against them last week. We have no doubt that this case will be resolved in our favor. So there you go. Village uh, Roadshow is seeking a declaration from the court that Warner Brothers breached its agreement. The company argues that its arbitration Agreement does not preclude Village Roadhouse from seeking non-monetary relief of court. So there it all is right there. If you want to read all that, it's 50 fucking pages. We're not going to do that. Good job, Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. I don't know. When it comes to all this, I mean, Zaslav does. Hopefully he has. I mean, I'm just hoping that Zaslav has a plan for some of this stuff right here. I mean, Kylar seemed like he had a plan. But I don't know if he went over some people's heads. But it sounds like he did. Um, I'm not saying that it was all necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, we all knew that the Matrix Resurrections was not going to go in. As much as we were, like, hoping that it was going to be some kind of sleeper hit, it was, it was at the end of the year, simultaneous release, right after Spider-Man No Way Home. It did not stand a fucking chance. Did not stand a chance. It really did not. You know, and then, of course, it was pretty, you know, there was a discourse out there, too, when it came to, um, you know, people's reviews of it and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with all that. But man, Discovery just needs to come in and really just go, OK, you know, let's figure this out. I mean, to, to, I've always said that the uh, the simultaneous release was a solution for what was happening in the world pandemic and all that. But. I don't know. It seems like there's get, there's a lot more backlash happening right here. And I don't think Jason Kylar went on a whole thread talking about this. That's for damn sure. Did he even mention the Matrix at all? Maybe he did. I don't know. But there you go. There you go. Save us, Mr. Zaslav. Save this, all this craziness. But hopefully they'll work it out. Just sucks, though, because it's like, yeah, are we going to get anything else Matrix? Not for a while. Any spinoffs? There could have been some HBO Max series, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? This is what happens. The streaming wars, all this stuff. It's all crazy. Fight Club. So remember when we were talking about Fight Club and how China, they're going to censor the end of Fight Club. I love Fight Club. It's great. You know, you got you got all these people, you know, running around doing crazy things, right? Uh, you know, the, they have uh, Project Mayhem. It's going on, right? But China didn't like the end. Didn't like the end. Yeah, and there's my stupid Donald Trump impression, but yeah, so instead of, I guess, I don't know, this is a kind of a weird one right here, but hey, China's Tencent, which, uh, which is the streaming, restores Fight Club uh, ending after backlash. Look at that handsome devil right there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Brad Pitt, at the, I guess the premiere of it right there. It says Chinese streaming giant Tencent, Tencent, has uh, reinstated the original ending of the Hollywood movie after a censored version last month sparked backlash. The original ending, of course, they took away the buildings. They just put a little disclaimer. 
the latest uh, version on Tencent um, reportedly restores about 11 of the 12 minutes that were cut, according to a news site, SCMP. The scenes still missing are those featuring nudity, because God forbid, can't show nudity right there. There's not that much in there. I mean, I guess with the uh, that that whole cool dream sequence where it's like, yeah, Tyler and uh, um, what's her name, you know, kind of doing it in a crazy little dream sequence. You, you see you see a little bit of nudity right there. I mean, I guess there's more too, right? Uh, the classic, yeah, directed blah blah blah. So the film's original finale shows uh, Norton's character killing his alter ego before bombs destroy buildings in the subvers- subversive uh, plot into reorder society. Chinese version, of course, had all that. And then it said through the uh, through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Which you know wasn't that far away from the book. I mentioned that when we were talking about this last time. It's like you know honestly the, the ending is not like the the book. You read the book, it's different. You know there's a lot of thing familiar things of course when you compare the book to the movie, but it's it, it jumps back and forth. The book jumps back and forth. Highly highly suggest reading the book if you haven't already. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk is one of my favorite authors, so I like reading his shit. Um, but yeah, so but. You know, there you go. It's kind of weird that they they kind of buckled. I'm wondering, like, how how is uh, China? How are they going to respond to that? Because I don't know. Just saying, how are they going to respond? So never seen never seen Fight Club, Ryan. Well, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It's not for everybody. But hey, I mean, you probably already know the, the ending, right? I mean, I got spoiled for me before I saw it way back when. So anyway, so get on China or at least on Tencent. I don't know how China's going to respond to it, but hey, we'll see. Box office. Oh, wait, that's not it. That's Boba Fett. Box office. All right. So let's look at this box office. (laughs) So poor, uh, I mean, man. Poor Roland Emmerich. Yeah. I think it's time to uh, start directing other kind of movies there. Buddy, I mean, even though, like, you know, I saw Moonfall. You guys saw my first reaction. I didn't do a full-on review. And, you know, it was essentially, it was it was everything a Roland Emmerich film would have. But I, but at the same time, it, it's almost, it, it, to me, I was like, I could have went in with a Roland Emmerich bingo card, a checklist, and checked all the fucking boxes. I mean, everything was there when it came to Moonfall. But, uh, yeah, so Moonfall came in second. We all figured that Jackass Forever was going to be the, the winner of this weekend. But, yeah, Moonfall, which had, uh, a, from what I gathered, a $150 million budget, only made just under $10 million. So, I mean, it, it sucks, too, because there's certain things in Moonfall where I was like, man, if, if only, like, a deny, a deny Volinyev, if he only had access to this story or like an Alex Garland or somebody like that somebody different who just didn't want to see the world get destroyed again you know I mean obviously there was there's some great shots of uh destruction that happens but man some of the fucking uh subplots in Moonfall were just so goddamn cringy it was it was like, come on, man. And they always have that thing, too. Like, again, you got Patrick Wilson. He's uh, divorced from his 
you know, he's divorced. He's got a kid with a woman. And then, of course, he's like a strange, you know, like he's not doesn't have a good relationship with his son. He drinks a lot of beer, apparently, because there's beer bottles around his house. Yet he's super jacked and got like an eight pack. It's like I'm so tired of that storyline. Um, yeah, it's just um, a lot of things. And then, of course, you have like the stepfather and poor Michael Pena, man. They gave him such a shitty character. <laughs> they gave him such a shitty character. Poor Michael Pena. I tell you, jeez. But yeah, so this is how much it made. And then, of course, Jackass Forever, which actually had international release, too. It's uh, up there at 28.3. And that, that already probably made its money back. I can't imagine the uh, the budget for Jackass is... Uh, it's got to be under $10 million. It's got to be under $10 million. It's got to be like, a, you know, probably like around 5 if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that's why those movies make so much. But then Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, not quite getting that two, two, uh, $2 billion mark. I don't think it's going to make it. That was always the next question. It was like it was a no doubt that this movie was going to reach a billion dollars. But was it going to reach two billion dollars? It doesn't look like that's actually going to happen. Didn't have quite the spidey legs for that. But, hey, you can't you can't go wrong with uh, getting up to to almost one point eight billion dollars. I mean, still very much what in the top five or something like that. So there you go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on. But, yeah, the box office will start kicking in the gear with uh, movies coming out in, in February now because, you know, January is always like that month of just like, man, just put that movie right there and then we'll move on to the next thing, you know. So, but uh, Roland Emmerich, I mean, he can't, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get, I get when, like, these directors kind of, like, have their gripes about, you know, the cape shit and all that stuff. But, you know, when you're when you're just making movies where you just want to see the world get destroyed, it's just how how do you keep, rein, you know, I liked where his head's at when it came to the moon and the whole like hollow moon conspiracy. I've got I've gone down that rabbit hole and I was like, OK, let's see what he does with that. It was a little cheesy. There were some parts where I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but overall, it was just like, so, you know, yeah, it's. It's whatever, you know, if you want to go see it, go see it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say nothing, but you know, it's still enjoyable. It's still entertaining. You know, that's, that's, that's what I say. All right. So there you go. That's all the topics right there. Let's go ahead and go to uh, the Twitter questions right here. Team of tomorrow. What is it? Oh yeah. I forgot the winter Olympics are happening right now. Anybody give a shit about the winter Olympics? I don't think anybody really does, right? Ah, Mr. Brad Karan, you'd mentioned you'd heard Ben was inching towards doing his Batman movie as a two-parter on HBO Max. Not saying it definitely is, but uh, 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 um, yeah, theorizing, I guess you say. Jeez, I can't even say the word right now. Could Ezra's post uh, have been hinting at that? Also, speaking of Ben, what the fuck, Razzies? I know. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know why they they his 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 uh his actor was uh his uh, acting was pretty great I thought in uh in the last duel but um as we're supposed hinting at that uh I mean we could all hope that it was hinting at that but as far as I could tell it was just Ezra being Ezra he's a firecracker not really anything but you know I'm still thinking that Ben is just pretty much done at the moment I haven't heard anything else when it comes to him returning to the Cape and Cal. So we'll see, though. We'll see. 
Edward, excited to see the last two episodes of Peacemaker. Episode six made me feel like James Gunn had the brilliant idea to make the butterflies more creepier than we have ever seen before. That's very true. James has said that to be aware of spoilers for the last two episodes. I'm preparing for the Batman. <laughs> Batman showing up. Wouldn't that be crazy? How, how pissed off would, a, would some people be, some people in the fandom be, if Ben Affleck showed back up as Batman in Peacemaker? Holy shit, that'd be crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. Haven't heard anything. I'm just saying that would be like, I would, it would just blow everybody away right there. But it probably wouldn't. I, w- I would say that Peacemaker doesn't really exist maybe in that. But I don't know. Multiverse, what can you do? Carrie, uh, if Robinov and uh, Silverman remain in charge of WB when Zach was making Justice League, do you think they would have stuck with his vision and just wait for general audiences to catch on? to Zach's plans despite the native critics, bloggers, and pundits? I think they probably would have. Who knows, though? They kind of roll with the punches, though. Sometimes those people, those guys are company men. But Silverman has said many great things about Zack Snyder's work when it comes to DCEU. Eric and Blake. Hey, Dave, did you notice the name of uh, Miss Flashdance's uh, character in uh, Book of Boba Fett, Madame Garza? <laughs> well, she looks like Garza, so, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> Treated myself to a Little Caesars Batman pizza calzone tonight. Not half bad. Yeah, it's pretty good pizza, I will say. RJ, Resident, uh, Resident Justice. Do you think that the fan event screenings they are holding on March 1st will help or hurt the box office weekend? I know the point of the fan events is to generate hype, but if the diehards all go before the opening weekend, will that impact repeat viewings, especially in the COVID era? No, I actually think this will help. You get fans in there who are really looking forward to it. Go check it out. And then you start the word of mouth earlier than than the than the the uh, Thursday screenings. I think it'll actually help, to be honest, because what it's sounding like, I mean, I, what it's sounding like is this movie is going to be something unique and special. And, uh, you know, I mean, there might be a little bit of a discourse, of course, but, you know, I think it'll actually help, to be honest. We'll see, though. I don't see it hurting it. I think that's good. I think it's good. Uh, donut uncover. What Batman shirt you wearing for the Batman screening? I don't know. I bought two shirts. They're both awesome. I'm not sure which one I want to wear yet, but I definitely will be wearing one of them. Uh, he's come so far. Yeah, look at that. He was like skinny. Eh, you know, he's a little bulked up. I'm a little more bulked up. I think his abs are a little bit more defined right there, but you know, who cares? He's got bigger. He's got more pumped up shoulders and pecs. Specs right there and, and not as much hair on his chest. Rye, Ryan, can't wait to see the Batman early with the fan screenings. Me too. Jack Martin, number one. Pattinson is really young, only 35. How long do you reckon he'll play Batman for? Well, at least three movies, I would say. Hopefully more than that. He'll obviously do a trilogy and make a cam- cameo appearances on HBO Max shows. I'm hoping he sticks around for a second trilogy and we see the evolution into becoming an older Bruce with Robin. I would love that too, to be honest. Uh, number two, since 2012, we've had three different Batmans. Warner Brothers obviously don't want to reboot the character again for a long time, so they'll try to keep Pattinson around for ages. It will be great to see him with Dick Grayson and eventually Jason Todd and, and the Under the Hood arc. I mean, that's asking for a lot right there, though. It definitely is. Uh, J-Row. What would it take for DC to have a better public reception? Well, the Batman being successful, <laughs> that, that definitely would help. 
Black Adam being successful too. I'm just kind of looking at it like that. I mean, that would definitely help the reception right there. So, uh, proof MCU fans are racist. <laughs> okay. Uh, we don't need to dive down that road when it comes to this, but thank you, Mr. Uh, um, with, with enough prep. Uh, there's a video where, you know, proof MCU fans are racist. You know, isn't everybody racist? You know, it seems like that's just the case nowadays. I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about the whole Joe Rogan thing that happened over this weekend, but Jesus Christ, it's all crazy. It's all crazy. Uh, Andrew Casali right here. How would you rank all the Batman actors and where would Pattinson be put? Well, I haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, I'll get back to you, Andrew, after I've seen the movie. I mean, I'd rather get the whole movie before I'd rank. But something tells me he's going to be better than, uh, you know, than some of these guys. <laughs> That's for sure. Is he going to be the best? Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be something different. It's going to be something unique. Uh, and then, of course, we have Mike Soups Kenobi right here once again. Fuck Jeff Johns. Yeah, I know. Superman and Lois taking a lot of, uh, you know, some of these ideas, of course. Yeah, we had that right there. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah, you're not hiding from us. Not hiding from us there, CW. We see you. And what can you do? Freaking idiots. Freaking idiots. It's dumb. I know. I get it. It's dumb. But what can you do? Hey, you know, it's it's a form of flattery, right? When they copy something, it's a form of flattery. I think James Cameron has always stated that. But, uh, but yeah, so there you go, guys. Uh, the Batman, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Hope you guys get, we get our tickets. I'm not sure if I'm going to actually go for a ticket because I think the time and the place I'd have to drive out to L.A., it's always a pain in the ass. If I was closer maybe than I would, but I don't know. I might have to wait or I'll try to get – I'm going to try to get a – I don't know, press something. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. Anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, clicking in as per usual. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up before you leave. Join if you want to become a member. And thank you for um, Juice Boxer or whatever the fuck for joining in right there. You know, for joining the uh, the membership and all that. Make sure you uh, smash that like, thumbs up like I already said. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, do all that and got the Patreon down there. And thank you, Ben. I was waiting for the chat thing to catch up, but it doesn't seem to be catching up. It's like going crazy right now because I had it minimized, so I can't bring up your chat. But you said, since you did not read my tweets, what if Henry shows up and laser beams all butterflies? I didn't see your tweet. That's weird. I don't see your tweet. Yeah. Do it under. Do it under the right one. But anyways, anyways. What if Henry shows up and laser beams all the bad be pretty sweet? I'd like that. Didn't Garza didn't Garza say one time that he thought that Superman was gonna show up at the end of Suicide Squad? What if he shows up at the end of Peacemaker? That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. I guess we'll see what happens with that. Alright guys. Uh, appreciate you guys clicking in. Yeah, if you want to join the Patreon, the Patreon, help out the pirate ship, surely would appreciate that. That's always good. And then of course. Merchandise down below in the film Junkie Closet. All right, guys. See you guys tomorrow. Same Junkie time, same Junkie channel. Bye-bye.